Why are you so afraid of God? See, fear of God and being scared of God are two different things. There's holy fear, which is more like reverence, like awe, and there is just plain scared, like you don't want to approach him, you don't want to talk to him, you want nothing to do with him because he scares you. It's two completely separate things. Now, it falls into groups here because on the religious side of things, many of you try to learn everything and know everything before you come to God, as if, you know, you have to get everything right before you can talk to Him. And that would be equivalent, really, to a baby who gets a doctorate degree in speech before he says his first words, Abba or Dada for you Americans. That's not how it works. God is not expecting you to get your ducks in a row before you come to him. As a matter of fact, you cannot. You can spend your entire life in yeshiva or seminary or whatever it is that you want to go to where you just study all day and you never get it because understanding comes from the Father and him alone. You can have the information but you will not be able to decipher it. It's encoded. You think you see, but you don't. And Yeshua encountered those Pharisees. He experienced it. They thought they could see. They had the information, but they were blind. And many of you are the same. You think you're not a Pharisee because you say, well, I'm not Jewish. But what's the difference? You're a Christian. It's the same thing. A Pharisee is obviously a sect in Judaism, but it's also a type of a spiritual condition where you worship the text, you worship the information rather than the spirit behind the information. You've created for yourself a false god, an anti-god in the scripture. You worship all of that text, information, ink, but you forget that the whole purpose of it was to lead you to God so that God will teach you how to read, how to study, how to pray. And I don't understand where you get that from, except that this is what you've seen other people do, and you're like a good monkey, just monkey see, monkey do. But if you actually read for your own without looking at what your preachers and teachers and pastors do, if you just read it and mimic what those people did, you would see that what they did is nothing like what you do. They didn't go to church. There was no synagogue. For thousands of years, the people of Israel, you know, not just the people of Israel, Abraham, Yitzhak, Noah, Hanoch, Adam, they just lived their life talking and walking with God. It wasn't a service. It wasn't something they read about. Eliyahu didn't sit there reading the book of Kings. He was leaving it out and wrote it later as a historical account and a testimony. But he was not sitting there reading all day, studying. He was too busy living, doing things with God, serving God, going here, going there, preaching, teaching, rebuking, correcting. And that's where so many of you get it wrong. You don't need to have a Bible with you at all times. The Bible is not God. If God tells you to sit down and read a chapter, great. 
If he doesn't, don't. You don't have to read the scripture all the time. But you do have to be with God all the time. See, apart from the fact that God commanded us not to have a graven image or a statue or anything, the question arises, why do you even need any? Why do you need a statue of Jesus? Why do you need a photograph of anyone? You only need a photograph of someone if they are not currently with you and you miss them. But if you actually walk with God, as you should, as that is your life's purpose, to walk with Him permanently, continually, constantly, why would you ever miss Him? I never miss God. I don't have to. He's always with me. I don't need a picture to remind me of Him. He is with me and I with Him. See, you really testify about yourself. There's no way around it. We all testify about ourselves. You walk. Yeshua said, according to their fruits, every tree testifies about itself by its fruit. That's how you know. You cannot hide who you are. You cannot act in consistently in a way that is inconsistent with who you are. You're going to expose yourself. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Now we can try to hide, we can try to cheat and manipulate, but truth be told, God will poke you and make you expose yourself. <laughs> I remember when I met Herzl, we were just talking for a while, and, and I did something that I've never done, but I don't know why God exposed me, really. I, I've known people that always ended up a text message saying, in Christ, and I've never done it. But then the one time I talked to Herzl and I put it in a message and he rebuked me. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, well, I've never done it. But this one time I did it. I don't know why, but like I said, God exposed me because God wanted to show me don't do that, even though I didn't. But I knew people who did. And that was his way of teaching me. He made, the, he made me do something that I don't usually do. And I didn't know why I did it. But yet I did it in order to expose myself. And in the same manner, I also had a big cross in my car on the side of the door. And I said one time that it saved me from an accident. See, that was a worship of a statue, of an idol. And Stephen, the same thing. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Get rid of that thing. <laughs> and I'm grateful. And Papa had to expose me. See, it's all about the secret sins that are the biggest sins. Because those are the ones that nobody knows. But that's not entirely true because God knows. And the more time you spend with Him, the more you walk with Him, the more you surrender unto Him, the more you love Him, the more you seek Him, the more you pursue Him and, and really want Him, the better off you will be. Sure, He's going to expose you. And, and you might think you're going backwards, but the truth is your sins are already there. You're not really going anywhere except that you grow and learn how to get rid of your sins. It's like with AA, first step is what? Acknowledgement. Or actually, first step is denial, but you know, after that comes acknowledgement. You have to acknowledge your sin and own it before you can get rid of it. If you deny your sin, how can God help you? He's not going to force you into submission. He just presents an opportunity for you to own it. To say, hey, I've done this thing, I repent. And repentance doesn't just mean you say repent. Repentant 
is an active word. It's an action word. It is something that you do. You repent. Well, get rid of it then. Get rid of that cross. Stop saying in Christ. Stop doing whatever it is that you were doing that you got rebuked on. That is the true meaning of repentance. And if you've been listening to our messages for a while, we know that we are anti-religion. We are against Christianity and Judaism because none of those religions come from God. They are man-made. God made life. Man made religion. God did not create the cosmos, the universe, telling you to wear a kippah or a cross or go anywhere. The whole world is the Lord's. Enoch walked with God wherever he was, not in a building, but yet that's what all of you do. If you can't get yourself and wrap your mind around just loving the Lord, just accepting him as your father, as your husband, as your lover, as your betrothed, bet- whatever you pronounce it, you know, uh, betrothed, I think. <laughs> but you get my point. If you do not accept him, his person, his being, his consciousness, God, Adonai, Hashem, the Creator, not an idea, not a message, not a spiritual whatever, but God himself, God the being, the intelligence, him. You have to aim your heart towards him and seek him with everything you got, everything you have, and long to be with him. It's the only way that you can ever get to know him. And you do that for everyone else but God. If you see some girl that you fancy, well, we know how that goes. But for some reason, when it comes to God, you think he's going to do all the, all the work. It's like, hey, if God wants me, I'll be here. No, no, you're not going to be there, actually. As a matter of fact, where you're going to be is hell, unless you do something about it and save yourself. So I rest my case. Love the Lord with all your heart, all your soul, all your might. Hallelujah.
Some trust in money, some trust in foolish things But I put my trust in Jesus, He's my King He's a friend to the friendless, He's a mother and father to to love you He's just waiting for you He's just waiting for you The love of God How deep It's so wonderful Just to know His love What a miracle I just can't Understand How some say no To God The love of God How deep It's so wonderful Just to know His love What a miracle I just can't Understand Why some say no To God The love of God How deep it's so wonderful just to know His love, what a miracle. I just can't understand why some say no to God. I just can't understand why some say no to God. Don't say no to God. Don't say no to God. He's calling you. Ooh. He's calling.